0: You're listening to Global Girls Podcast, a virtual classroom and accountability partner for women globally stepping out of old habits while seeking a fresh start in life and business. I'm Laté, Amazon best-selling author, creator of the Money Planner 2.0, and a former drill sergeant turned lifestyle mentor. Each of you have the power to create the life you desire. Join the Global Girls Movement for tips, resources, and accountability to help you make major moves. Hey, welcome everyone to Stilettos in the City podcast. You know who it is. It is your girl, your best friend, the one who's always got your back, let's say, and I am here with our premier episode of Stilettos in the City podcast for, you know, 2020. Baby, we got that 2020 vision for this year, and I couldn't think of a better way to start off the year than to have an amazing um, millennial entrepreneur. I think, wait, are you a millennial or a Gen Z, Erica. I think I'm
1: millennial, if I'm okay. if I'm thinking correctly. I think I'm millennial.
0: Okay. I just love all of that. <laughs> I love millennials <laughs> and Gen Zs. Like y'all say what we be thinking sometimes, so I love it. But I've got an amazing young entrepreneur on this episode with me. I felt like it was the perfect way to start off the new year um, with some fresh talent, um, a fresh perspective perspective and Miss Erica Doherty will definitely share her fresh men- mentality and perspective with us so without further ado I'm going to let Miss Erica introduce herself to you all Erica you have the mic. <laughs>
1: Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me on the show today. I really appreciate it. Um, for those You're of you welcome. that don't know, my name is Erica Darty. I am 20 years old, and I am the solopreneur behind Erica Faith creative company. I provide web design services with a dash of brand strategy to those who are on the mission to impact and inspire their
0: clients. Honey, she said, "Let me know. Let me tell y'all who I am and what it is that I do." Okay, <laughs> I, love, I, I I really love um, young, fresh, new talent because for me, I feel like you know you guys are able to connect entrepreneurs in a way with new ideas, with a different perspective, um, technology changes, social media changes, mm-hmm. and y'all usually are kind of all into that, right? Y'all, y'all keep us up to date on all of that stuff. I wanted to ask you, what made you decide to become an entrepreneur? Um, is anyone in your family an entrepreneur, or did you just say, you know what, I think I want to try this? What was it that made you want to become one?
1: So right now, I am currently going to school for my associates in information technology, and over the summer, I will post some of my stories on Instagram that I make flyers, business cards, or logos for this like very low price. Just make a little extra money on the side. But this is before I actually knew how much they could sell for. But one day, <laughs> I was on Instagram and I found I saw this woman that I was following, but I never really paid attention to like what she does or anything like that. But this one particular day, I was just like. Let me look at her Instagram. Let me see what she actually does. And I saw this black woman living in Dallas, Texas with a successful design business. And I instantly said, this is me. And luckily at the time, she had a workshop coming up, so I went to Dallas, Texas to attend the workshop, and that day I decided that this is what I want to do. I want to be a successful black woman with this impactful and inspiring design business to show other women like me that they can do it too. But when it comes to my family, my sister, she's an entrepreneur, but she has like a cleaning business, so she she's creative on the outside, but like I'm the one that can design on the computers. But honestly... God knew what He was doing. I wouldn't trade them for anything. My family for anything in this world. They support my dreams and the choices I'm making. Overall, I just want—they just want the best for me, and it just doesn't get any better than
0: that. So um, I think that one of the key points is that when we are out here on social media, um, sometimes we'll believe that um, what we're doing is doesn't matter, or if we don't get enough likes, or if we don't get any mm-hmm. shares. Or we don't get any p- comments on a post, we'll think that okay, m- maybe this isn't for me. Maybe it it just isn't the right time. And I like what you said that you saw the successful woman in Dallas, Texas, with her own interior design business, and you were like, wait, hold on, I've been seeing you, but let me see what what it is you do. And so I think that that's a key takeaway for any entrepreneur, whether you're a millennial or not, that don't think that just because you're not getting the engagement that people are not seeing you. Most of the time people see something six to seven times before they even really click read or engage with that content. So, you know, I'm really happy that um, you took that time and you said, wait a minute. Okay, let me see what she does. Let me ask you this. So once you went to that event in Dallas, and I know you said you had already been kind of doing flyers and stuff like that on the side to earn money as a college student, which is, you know, what what college students do. Kudos Mm -hmm. to you for that. Did it change what you were already doing? Did you change anything about what you were doing um, after you came from that event when it comes to you creating flyers and stuff? Did it change how your approach to that process any? I,
1: I took it more seriously because, like I said, I was just doing it for extra money, so I wasn't actually, you know. I was putting the information out there, but I wasn't putting it out there the best way possible. But when I went to the workshop, she showed me, like, all the things that she does within her business that put her in the position that she's in now, and it just made me take it more seriously. Like, I can actually make this into something, so let me actually put time and work into it. So I just – I found a greater love for it, let me say it like that.
0: I think, yeah, because once you kind of see the bigger picture – Um, which I think is also another key takeaway for entrepreneurs, regardless of your age, is once you see the bigger picture, not just what's in front of you, but it sounds Mm -hmm. like she showed you the bigger picture and and she showed you this is what I did, this is what I do, and it's like, oh, okay, because she started from this and now she's got this. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's important for you to be able to see the bigger picture and let somebody else in to your business and your business so that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, they can give you that feedback. A lot of us want to keep that stuff to our chest. Um, And then we miss out on that feedback that can really help us look at our business a little bit different or look at our side hustle um, a little bit bit differently. I mean, you had a side hustle before you went, and now you actually are a business owner, which is amazing. What do you think is one of the biggest misconceptions about young entrepreneurs? Um,
1: I think in general, you know, a lot of people come into entrepreneurship thinking it's easy, and as soon as you begin, you'll be rolling in the dough. But one thing I like to say and even remind myself sometimes is the day you plant the seed is not the day you reap the fruit. It takes a lot of work and a lot of showing up on even the days you don't want to. Or they even believe because you're young, you can't possibly take this seriously and you don't know what you're doing when truly there is no age or entrepreneurship. It's either you have what it takes or
0: you simply don't. And you know what? And that, look, we got so many good takeaways already because y'all <laughs> listen to this young lady now. She just said the day you plant the seed is not the day you reap the fruit. Oh, I'm gonna, that, <laughs> I'm gonna have to that, honey. I'm gonna have to tweak that because social media has us believing. You know what? I don't think social media has us believing. Do you think that social media gives us this gives us the idea that success is microwave that you put it in?
1: Honestly. Honestly, I do think so because most of the time you only see this perfect picture. You only see them when they're up in life. You don't see them when they're struggling to get to where they are right now. I think so because I only, like most of the time, I only see people when they, you know, making six figures, when they're on a podcast, when they're doing these great things in life, but they don't show us what they did to get there.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of the people that you see now on social media who are, you know, successful, I almost wonder if people even take the time, unless you're really true to this entrepreneurial journey, um, I wonder how many people really take the time to go back and say, let me research this person a little bit further back, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Let me go and, and research Cashmere Nicole, a little further back, um, the founder of Beauty Bakery, let, you know, let me go back and and research, you know, Akilah just a little bit more, the founder of Edge Entity. Um, mm-hmm. They don't want that part, I think. I think they just want the part that, like you said, is a shiny success, and I think that gives us a skewed idea of what success looks like. So I, I think social media plays a huge part in that. So as a young woman, one of the things I talk to my daughters about all the time, we have conversations about all the time, is about what what do they expect from older women in the entrepreneurial space to keep them motivated and focused. Um, you know, I think that there's some, some pros and cons to being younger, right, um, when you mm-hmm. step into rooms with women that are a little bit more older than you Um, but what do you expect from someone that's, uh, you you know, older than you when it comes to motivation and focus?
1: So honestly, like I just said, I just want someone that's going to keep it real with me. I don't want the perfect picture. I only see the times they are up in life. I want to see everything. I want to see everything. I don't expect this journey to be easy breezy, so I don't want someone that is only portraying it that way. Instead, I would rather someone talk about the times they weren't sure this was this was for them, or if they would make it. But instead of letting those, but instead of letting those thoughts control them, they figured out a way to stand back up again and go harder. That's what is going to keep me motivated and focused. Because if I can see somebody rise back up again, then I know I have no other choice but to do the
0: same. That's true. That and and what and I think when you get in getting spaces, I think you'll be able to. If you're operating in this space of discernment, right, and I think a lot of us mm-hmm. operate in this space, but we don't we don't give discernment is just do, right? So I think mm-hmm. that when you're in spaces, especially as a millennial, um, as a young twenty year old young lady, you'll be able to feel that. You'll be able to tell. You know what I'm saying? You'll be yeah. able to tell that woman who is you can just tell like the way she communicates with you. <laughs> is like oh you know you know, you may say, Oh my God, I love your bag and she was like, Girl these whole so thing and you like, Oh, that now that's it. you know, and it's just like she doesn't <laughs> covet, you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't covet those things. And and you're right, it's all about being transparent but being honestly transparent about yeah. you know, even for myself, the days when it was like, Bro, I just might as well go ahead and, you know, chick just swipe somebody's clock. And I think that that is yeah. also a space for entrepreneurs, too, is that, you know, this big idea that, um, I don't know, you know, there's this big idea that it's either go big or go home or go all in or don't go, all, don't go in at all. So, you know, you have people who are like, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, then you need to be all in and not work a nine-to-five. And, um, yeah. you know, for me, I believe you should, if you need to do both, you do both. You know what I'm saying? Because it's your race. You know, it's your race. So what is one thing you're still confused about when it comes to operating your business?
1: I wouldn't really use the word confused, but, like, more so needs a little bit more work. And that would definitely be my marketing skills. Because my biggest thing, I don't want to be another web designer or another brand strategist that is only trying to sell their services to you. I want to actually connect with my followers and clients. Forming relationships is way more important to me than making sales because I'm not in this for the money, honestly. I'm in this to teach what was taught to me. I have been blessed with two mentors that actually care about me and want to see me succeed. And I feel it's only right to take what was instilled in me and use it to help someone else get into a better position. That's what's really important to me.
0: And, you know, a lot of times they'll say if you don't, um, if you're doing it for the money, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Um, Amen. Uh, yeah, and I, I agree with that. I think there comes a, t- and I think there comes a, a space which I've experienced where you then have to. This is such a, it's it's a really thin line, um. And I think it holds a lot of entrepreneurs back. Now this is my perspective. So what we do is we start our business right. And Uh men start businesses, I I, I read now, Gary Vee probably is one of the few that I see that talks about serving, right? But most Uh of the time, in my experience, when men share business, they are talking about from a service perspective, but there's always a a tag put on it. Most of the time, there's a price tag put on it. And so what I like to tell female entrepreneurs um, is that we have to be careful about how we balance that when we say we're not in it for the money. Because what happens is, and this was me when I was younger in business, what happens is, is when you say you're not in it for the money, then what people automatically think is is that they're going to be able to nickel and dime you or they're going to be yeah. able to have a discovery call with you and they're going to ask you a whole bunch of questions Um and if you don't know how to form that conversation, you'll end up giving them a lot of information for free, and then they'll never book. Or they'll never book you as a client, or I mean, as your coach or their coach or whatever. So I think there's just always it comes this point where, where when you're serving, it then becomes okay. So now, now where do I shift to? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you don't want to get stuck in that place where you're not frustrated. And it may not even be about the money. You know, you're good. You know what I'm saying? But then mm-hmm. if you are sitting and you're like, okay, I service, um, I helped five people this week. I made $75 out of five people. People. Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so yeah. we always, you know, and it's so that the heart of the entrepreneur is to always help and serve people. That's a heart. Mm-hmm. That's your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to be heart-led but business-focused. And um, so whenever I do my revenue strategy, I always cut out a piece that is non-revenue-generating, um, that's given back to the community. When I speak at churches, I don't charge. I think that's just really, really important um, so that it saves you a lot of headache and a lot of frustration. And what I'm seeing now with a lot of people that i followed is that um, I just saw one of my mentors who said, look, I'm I'm retiring from the empowerment women thing. I'm trying to help you get paid. And mm-hmm. so there is that kind of, I, I don't know, there's a, that space where then you have to be like, okay, at what point am I going to link my service that is no money related with my business, which is I need to be paid my worth. And I think oh, that's where a lot of women battle. I don't know. What do you think about that? I actually think that that's where the clash comes, because it's not so much about the money as much as it's about okay, wait a minute now. I don't got my. I don't. I don't even know my worth anymore because I've been giving, 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 yep. undercutting. Because people will take
1: advantage if you let them.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so it's like at the at the service level, this is what I charge. But at the worst level, <laughs> this is what I charge, and I've got to figure mm-hmm. out how to weigh those two out. Yeah, that that's good. Yeah. Ooh, I might need to do a live on that. Um, <laughs> so I think that that's I think that's important for you. Um, I think it's it's important. So when you are in that marketing space, what do you do? You look at your peers or? You know, when you're trying to figure out how to market yourself, is it just kind of organic, or how are you trying to figure that out?
1: Um, I used to, so I used to, when it came to figuring out my captions and how to connect with my clients most, I used to find people who were who were in my in my field and were trying to speak to my target audience and see how they were communicating with them. But I knew, like, it started to have me comparing myself to them, like, they're making mm-hmm. this so why why am I not making this? So I stopped doing that and I'm just I'm more so posting whatever I feel. I don't wanna post something that I'm not I don't really truly believe in. Because that's I mean that's not gonna give me the audience that I wanna actually connect with. So that's when it that's how it comes like for the marketing part for me. But like for price wise when it comes to that, I mean I don't I don't know. I don't really know how I go off, off the prices, I, I mean, I go how long it takes me to make the make the um, product yeah. and then, you know, how much how much expense I have. It's a lot of different things that I put into consideration when it comes to putting a price tag on
0: something. Yeah. Um, so I think that the two things that you spoke of, I mean, there's so many key takeaways from our conversation mm-hmm. for any entrepreneur because the first thing that Erica said is that, um, she was looking at people who were in her industry and and saying, okay, well, if their language is working, then maybe I should use some of their language to try to engage with my audience. And I always use the example of when I was um, when I had my social media management business that um, I had two companies that two nonprofits that were domestic violence nonprofits. And I, would manage, I was managing both of their accounts at the same time. So I took an image and I shared it on both of their accounts. And on one account, it got minimal engagement. It might have gotten eight likes. It got no comments. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other account, I mean, there were probably 45 to 70 likes on it. It got shares. It got comments. And so yeah. what what the difference between those accounts, the key difference between those accounts was that one entrepreneur um, had not created or crafted and refined her voice to her audience. They were still getting to know her. There was really Mm -hmm. no personal – there there was no story, basically, around her nonprofit. So there was no – there wasn't a connection. Right. On the other hand, the other nonprofit that got, you know, 45 to 70 shares, I mean, um, 45 to 70 likes and a lot of shares and comments was that they were a team of people um, and each one of them kind of had their own identity, but they were out in the community. They were sharing their content from the community, from giveaways, from things, workshops, all of this stuff. So people knew just from social media, what they were doing. They kind of got to know each one of those people as individuals and as a group. So there was some type of um, relationship that had been formed. And the thing about it is, is that You know, your voice, I've made that mistake before, you know, thinking that uh, just to be really transparent, thinking that if I came from this, you know, um, empowerment space and, you know, was nice and kind about everything, that it would gain me, you know, um, engagement and followers. But at the end of the day, I'm just a former drill sergeant who don't have time for a whole bunch of fugazi behavior. Like, I just don't. Like, I will hug you. And I will help you work through whatever that issue is, but at some point, baby, we gotta get to it. Like I can't I can't love you to death now. I can't mm-hmm. we gotta get to it, baby. I know I know you invested that money and it didn't turn out the way that you wanted it to. I know somebody said they was gonna do something for you and you still muddling over the fact that they left you hanging. Let's talk about it, let's yep. evaluate it. I'm going to give you 24 hours to cry about it after we done discussed it. That is it.
1: definitely me. We talked about that but at after that, of the day. At some point, you have to finally ask your friends, well, what are you going to do about it? You can listen to them cry. You can, you know, hug them and everything. But at some point, you have to be the friend to actually say, so what are you doing about it now? Like you can't let your friends keep going experience. on and on and on about it because nothing's going to change.
0: Nothing's going to change. That, and, and And to be honest with you, at a basic floor level, you ain't even. You haven't even. It, it, most entrepreneurs who stop or get frustrated in the beginning, you need to go on here and get over that because, baby, you ain't even. You have not even experienced. I haven't
1: seen anything?
0: <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. You have not seen nothing yet. When people start shopping your bags, that's when you really. So you need to. You don't need to take this little stuff serious at all. Because when people start getting, <laughs> baby, when somebody don't want you in that space, because you, you're fire, you understand? When you walk in the room, everybody listens like E.F. Hutton. They don't want you in that space. They will stop that bag. You, hmm. So you got bigger, there's more to come if you stay on the journey, right? And so that's that, that focus for me, you know what I'm saying? So it's not for everybody. Um, And I think that if that's how you are, then you know it's crafting that, right? It's crafting it where yeah. you the best friend that most folks don't want to have, but they know they need. You know, yeah. That ain't that ain't it, sis. But, like, but I won't. But that ain't it, sis. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> that ain't it. So let me ask you this: what what is the motivation to help you keep your doors open? I mean, have you know have you ever had doubt and were like, I don't know? After you went to that event, right and Uh Were you know motivated by that um, female entrepreneur? Have you ever doubted yourself and said, "I don't think I, I don't think I want to keep going."
1: So honestly, my motivation would definitely have to come from my mom and sister. I feel like they missed their chance to get on a career path that they genuinely that genuinely makes them happy. And I want to take advantage of every chance and opportunity I get right now, not years from now. But my other motivation would have to be my DCP sisters. We all took a six-week course together under the leadership of Amber Credo and having other women to have to talk to and understand that what, what you're going through and they're, they're there to cheer you on is truly amazing. I don't really have friends that are my age and they run a business, so to have their encouragement and support is a blessing. But I would definitely be lying if I ever said I never had doubts. Everybody has an off day or even a couple where we don't know what what is going on or our faith is running short, short and we just don't know what to do or what to turn. But those days don't define us, but how we choose to move on from those days and keep traveling this journey is what defines us. Instead of letting the negative thoughts control me, I started to look inward and figure out why I was having these feelings. I started to evaluate everything that I was doing, what was working, and what wasn't, and what needed to be changed.
0: You know, that's one of the things that's really important and I hope everybody listened to that. If you didn't go ahead and rewind and listen to it again. Um, you know, she said, Look, I got a squad, I got a crew of people. My DCP uh-huh. team, they you know, we we all get together and we have a common common focus and you know, one of the things that we as entrepreneurs, especially as female entrepreneurs, um I think need to understand especially going into 2020 and as I launched the 2020 vision program is that we do need people we we do we yes. need people to help us you know and and I think I don't know have you ever had the feeling where you were looking for a crew or a squad or some people that you had like mindset and then it was like you gave you, you felt like, okay, I'll just do this by myself because they weren't who they, they portrayed themselves to be. Have you ever just felt like I'll just do it by myself because you were frustrated with the ineffective connections you've
1: had? That's just kind of how it is. Like with my, I feel like how it is with my age group in general, you know, they feel like they have so much time to figure a lot of things out. And I mean, i I just take every day at a time, but I do feel like time runs out very fast. You know, they don't understand. Sometimes they don't understand, like, where I'm coming from, but to have this not older, but they're older than me, so they understand more, like, where I'm coming from and, you know, how important this is to get it now instead of years from now.
0: You're right. Like, I'm tell, i telling you, man, I'm I'm just going to share this, and I hope my girls feel good about this so that now I'm fussing at every other young person and not just them. (laughs) But I promise you, there are a couple of things that are going to happen if we look at what's going on right now. So we have a different president in office, which means that a Mm -hmm. lot of things that are being done now, we won't feel the ripple effects of until four to eight years from now. What does that mean? That means that there are people with belief systems that are now being integrated into workplaces who at some point are going to be real comfortable with being racist, sexist, Mm -hmm. bigoted, um, misogynist, whatever. They're going to feel comfortable with that because at this time in our country, that that kind of mindset is being – I won't say being allowed, but it is making people feel comfortable to do that, right? So what does that mean? That means that if you are are banking on a 9 to 5, that if you get in this job and you need it to pay your bills or you need it to take care of your kid or just yourself, what are you going to do when that racist or sexist person comes up to you as your manager and makes Uh a statement to you and if the HR department in that company is ineffective, you've got a decision to make. And you can, and what if you can't quit because you don't have a side hustle or you don't have another business to give you yeah. the income to help maintain your home? What are you going to do? The other thing, too, is that, you know, we are in an era where costs are going up and money is not. Mm-hmm. But not in this era, yeah, in this era with technology – there is no reason why you cannot start and be committed to the hustle of becoming a six-figure entrepreneur. If not in a year, at least two years. There's no yes. reason why you cannot. No like, excuses. There's so many I, things I that can awesome be done. Because people make, people got online boutiques, folks selling mm-hmm. existence, folks sitting up here. I promise to I promise you. People could sell bottles of water if they label those <laughs> bottles of water right and market them right. They can sell those bottles of water for three dollars a bottle, easily. Easily, I, I guarantee yes, you. If somebody, gosh forbid, if anybody was to do this, but somebody probably will. If somebody was to sit <laughs> up here and make a bottle of water and put on and make America great again, mm. with a red cap, huh? I guarantee mm. that bottle of water is going to sell for $3.50. People are going to buy it with no hesitation. No. That's just real talk.
1: In a heartbeat. They will. In a
0: heartbeat, right? So that's why you're right. At your age where you've seen your mom and your sister not live out what they really were passionate about because they had to pay the bills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so, you know, they've got to pay the bills. they got to hold it down. And you're at this position where you're like, you know what, but I have that flexibility now. I'm able to go ahead and chase it and get it now. Um, I, I think that that is, I think that's commendable. And it's something that a lot of young people need to pay attention to. The other thing, the the last thing I want to mention is, is that I don't want young folks to take on this mind game, this trick that society mm-hmm. is playing when it comes to education. So now we see a lot of people making a lot of money via Internet, social media, et cetera, right? So then they say, well, you don't need to go to college, right? You don't need to get an education to make become yeah. a millionaire. And in essence, that can be true for some people. But I think our ancestors fought too hard for us to be able yeah. to sit in classrooms with folks that don't look like us. And at the end of the day, when it comes down to, when it comes down to, your education, and when you're being compared to somebody else, then let's say you are a hairstylist and for some reason your wrist start to give you problems. You get carpal tunnel. Now you have to go back into the workforce because you can't do what mm-hmm. you love as effectively anymore. Now, there's other ways to make money from that, but let's just say in general. Then yeah. because you didn't get an education, but you got all this business knowledge, you're going to get paid a whole heck of a lot less. There's somebody who walks in the door with an associate's or a bachelor's in education. Mm-hmm. So my thing is education is always going to be important. Don't don't buy into this; it's a waste of time. Or college is not necessary. Even if you start your business, you get it up and running, you still need to go back to school for the. Yeah, education you still need part. a
1: backup plan because you, like you say, you just never know
0: what could happen and what could happen tomorrow. You just you just never know. And the more, I I believe. And it sounds like I think that you have the same mentality of the more, that gives you another option, right? When you have an education, that gives you another option. Mm -hmm. When you have a business, that gives you another option. When you know how to make things happen in in the heat of chaos or confusion, that's another option. So the thing is, is you want more options. That doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you have to use it. But if your back was ever against the wall, you got an option. Yes. So if you work a nine-to-five, but you know how to run a graphic and web design business, that nine-to-five got on your nerves. You'd be like, all right, I got this. Top of 2020, I'm about to figure out how I can go ahead and lead this and work for myself. So then yep. out of all of 2020, you sitting up there holding on the coin. So that 2021, you're you gone. You didn't gave them your notice, but that's because you yep. had that option. So mm-hmm. that that's really good. Have you set goals for 2020? So actually, yes, I have. Yes, I, I know have these she goals. has. Y'all Erica done already said about ten goals already. Y'all hear how she's <laughs> talking.
1: <laughs> yes. I have these three major goals that I just I have I have to. Not I want to, I have to accomplish in twenty twenty. So my first one is wait, wait, I want you to have able, to, you have to. Have to. Have to. Not one, okay. I have to. <laughs> but The first one is I want to be able to take my business full-time whenever I graduate in August. Well, I'll probably graduate, like, graduate, graduate in September, but, like, I want to be set up by August or September to be able to be full-time within my business. So the other one is I want to be financially stable enough to move after I graduate. I want to move to Dallas, Texas, but anywhere outside of Louisiana, wherever wherever you take me, Lord, I'm fine with that but I just want to be financially stable enough to have that option to be able to move whenever I graduate. And my last and my biggest and scariest goal for me in 2020 is to make six, six figures by the age of 21, which is December 10th, 2020. So that's my scariest one. And saying it out loud, I haven't said it out loud. I wrote it down multiple times, but this is my first time saying it out loud and like my heart dropped oh, when no. I said it, but like, I want yes. it so bad. So like, it just it has to happen. I want it so bad.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Have you done a breakdown of how you're gonna ha- how you're gonna make that happen? Ooh.
1: I've I've done a couple of written down a couple of things that I need to do, but as far as like a step by step, like step one, step two, step step three, no. But like I know some things that I can do that will get me to those positions.
0: Okay. So so, um, what we said on this call was that I would help with, with, I think we kind of went back and forth. One of the things that um, is important when you set goals is that um, you want to have, I mean, it's that serious. If you want to make six figures um, by the end of 2020, it's that serious that an idea or a few things, you you need to chop that thing down. I mean, you need to break that thing down like um, a, a cell in the body. Like you you you've got to break it down. And the reason yeah. that you do that is because it gives you accountability every step of the way. So let's yeah. say that six figures is. Um, so let's just say that six figures is a hundred thousand dollars. Let's just say. Let, let's say one hundred and five thousand. No, we we mm-hmm. got to do it a little bit better than that. So hold on just a second, <laughs> um, because we want to make sure we're able. Now that hundred, that six figures, is that net, is that revenue or is that net, is, is that your profit? When you're talking about making six figures, are you talking about making six figures in revenue or in profit. Um,
1: I didn't even, I didn't even get that specific.
0: That's wrong. Okay. But I think so let's, let's right
1: hit, now, yeah.
0: Go ahead. Let's let's get that specific. Um, And I'm going to write these notes down, and then I'm going to send you a picture of them just in case you don't have pen and paper in hand. So if we Thank were to you. say six figures in revenue, right, then that would be, mm-hmm. let's just say on the baseline, let's put it at $110,000 of revenue, right? hmm but then, when you take away your expenses, equipment um labor um, et cetera, then you'll probably end up being under six figures because you may let's say in essence spend about twelve thousand dollars on cost expenses, so then you'll make six figures in revenue, but you won't make six figures in profit, which mm-hmm. then means that your six figure goal. If you want to make six figures in profit, revenue is everything before your costs are subtracted. Yeah. All right, so that's before the mm-hmm. monthly web fees. That's before if you have to travel for, like, you went to Dallas. That's an expense. You got to subtract that gas, hotel, um, it, um, you know, all of that stuff. Equipment. If you buy new stuff, you know, to create new product with, whatever. Your profit is everything that's left after all of your bills are paid and everybody's paid, right? So if you make a hundred and, and let's say if you made one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in revenue, after everything was paid out, after all expenses were paid, let's say you're left then with one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. Now you've generated one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in profit. And that's important because what happens is you'll see companies, like, you know, you'll see a company on the cover of Forbes, um, I think, like Kanye's business, um, the Yeezys or whatever he does. You know, it was like, okay, he's been valued, valued at a time, at $1 billion. And I'm going to tell you this. When, I, when Kylie Jenner was put on the cover of Forbes and said that she was self-made billionaire, she had hit a $1 billion, right? I told mm-hmm. my girls at that time, I said she's going to sell her company, but she needed it to be valued at a billion dollars, and she needed a valid um, a valid source to validate that valuation of a billion dollars because she's looking to sell that company. And just this month or last month, she, st- she sold stake. I think she sold 51% of ownership of that company. So the uh-huh. thing, I mention that because, People will say they made six figures, but then when you dwindle down the numbers, they really didn't make nothing. You're tracking so somebody made one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but they traveling all over the world, social media, got them on these all these exotic trips. Um, you know they're living in this big, ex- massive, massive house. You you know they've got this huge warehouse. Utilities are high. They paying out uh-huh. staff. They're paying out security. They're paying out for um, trucks and lifts and all this. Okay, you made 250000 but your expenses were, like, almost at one hundred fifty. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, or, you, you know, so when it comes to the revenue, that's impressive. But when you can say you made six figures in profit, that's even more impressive because that means that yeah. after you paid your bills, you still had some serious coins left mm-hmm. over to then support Absolutely. that lifestyle. So what you need to do is you need to I would say look at that and it needs to be broken down by quarter. How much do you need okay. to make each quarter to make that money? If you want to make 150,000, um you divide that by 12. That's going to be 12 um that's going to be 12,500 per month. You need to divide mm-hmm. that 12 5 out by month, I mean by week. So each week you need to be bringing in about $3,100. So then, how are you going to make $3,100 a week? A week. To get to your goal of $150,000 a year. Okay. And that's where you're going to create your packages, where you're going to now monetize your discovery call somehow or another, right? <laughs> because it always needs to be some form of revenue. And guess what? Now, remember earlier in our call when we were talking about there's a fine line between the service and the work? You just mm-hmm. put a value on yourself and your business. You said, I want to make six figures by the end of 2020. Well, guess what? If you operate in a space holistically of it's not about the money, it's about service, you will ne- – well, I ain't going to say that. I'm not going to say you won't get to six figures because God is amazing. But Amen. I think that if you set up a plat- platform – where some of it is income generating, then where it doesn't look like it's going to be make it's going to become six figures, God's going to intervene. Because when you sat with that person and you talk to them about their logo and you talk to them about their website and you didn't charge them a dime, but you knew that they were good people and they had good stock and that they were, you know, they, they there was a discernment there that you knew that this was just a good relationship, then it's gonna it's gonna come back to you. So it's just really dev- really balancing those two out, balancing your faith and your business, you know. Um, but, yeah, break that down. Does that make sense to you?
1: Yes, ma'am, it does. Thank you for walking You're me through all
0: of that. Well, yeah. it definitely it's appreciated. So, yeah, so, you you know, that's, that's how you look at that. So I want, lastly, for you to give a piece of advice. What piece of advice would you give to your younger self? And then, what's one piece of advice you would give to another young entrepreneur, female entrepreneur?
1: So honestly, I still kind of consider myself my younger self because I mean I'm in my prime right now. <laughs> you feel <laughs> <She's laughs> I turned to 20, my younger self. <laughs> <just turned 20. laughs> but the advice I give myself every day, and I tell everyone, is do what makes you happy. Not what, makes, not what makes the most money or what your parents think you should be doing, but what makes you genuinely happy and makes you excited to wake up in the morning. At the end of the day, it is your life, nobody but yours. You're the one that will have to deal with the choices you make, so why listen and do what someone else says who is not living your life? I know sometimes it's easier said than done, but I am giving you the permission you need to live your life the way you see fit. Your happiness is on the line, and I say do whatever it takes to receive it.
0: And, look, it doesn't get any better than that. I think, um, you know, figuring out what makes you happy. And to parents and to the support team of our young entrepreneurs, hey, I'm going to say any entrepreneur because they're still folks 30s, 40s, 50s that are still figuring it out, right? You know, us entrepreneurs, we're so creative, you know, and Mm -hmm. we'll think about something and we'll try it. And we'll tell our family about it one month, and the next month we ain't excited about it no more because we didn't know it had all, you know, we didn't know it had to do all of this to get this, this, this. So then that's when yeah. our passion kind of, we figure out how passionate we are about it. But to mm-hmm. all of the family and supporters, y'all, just bear with us entrepreneurs. We, we are, are a type of people. <laughs> we are
1: still figuring it out.
0: <laughs> and we'll go from, We'll go from <laughs> want to be contracted out with Google to I'm just gonna work with local entrepreneurs in my city. Like we, look, we just let I us can't figure tell it out how many
1: times I have changed something in my business. My mom tells me all yes. the, all the time, "You are so indecisive." It's just I have so many big things. It's just sometimes they don't turn out how they thought I would, how I thought they yes,
0: would, how you thought they would. Yeah, and and it's also too about. Um, you know, we, we have this I think this clash too with what we're passionate about, right? Or what we want to try mm-hmm. compared to what people want from us. And like, yeah, yeah that's what I'm Oh my god, nobody wanted that. So <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, be patient with us, please be patient please. with us. Please. <laughs> yes, please. Y'all, I'm telling you, I think look, Erica, this Erica, is this your first podcast interview? Yes,
1: thank you for making me so comfortable. You don't know how nervous I was to get on the phone and, you know, talk about this stuff. I was like, I don't know how this is about to go, Lord, but whatever you see fit, let it happen. But thank you for making me so comfortable and having me laughing and out of my comfort zone. I love this. (laughs)
0: She said, I called on God. I said, God. <laughs>
1: For real, walking to where I'm at right now, it's like, Lord, whatever be
0: your will. <laughs> Lord, please just help me to save you. But this was her first podcast. She is 20 years old. Um, it makes you go, look, go ahead and tell everybody the name of your company, what your IG is, and how they can contact you.
1: Uh, so, the name of my company again is Erica Faith Creative Company. And my Instagram name is Erica Faith Creative. Again, Erica Faith Creative. And in my bio, I have a link to my website where you can schedule a consultation with me where I can get to know a little bit more about your business. And if you decide to book with me, everybody that is listening and decides to book with me, you get $50 off of your services. Again, that Come is $50 off on, of Come. your services. Come on, now.
0: come on, come get on, get with it. Let us, let on, us transform your yes, plans yes, in 2020. I don't know what are you waiting <laughs> on? You need, a, you on. On you need <laughs> a fresh set of eyes on your brand. You <laughs> need a fresh set of eyes on your brand. You need, let them know. You need, you need Erica on your team. I'm telling <laughs> you, you do. And if you're looking at building your team, if you're looking at creating a team. Let me tell you, when you've got somebody who can create your graphics, your flyers for you, who can go to your website and do, baby, the less you got to do with that, the better. It takes a lot of time, and I love people who say that that's me, I can do that. So you guys, <laughs> make sure that you take advantage of this offer. Make sure you mention the Stilettos in the City podcast. Yes, that's mention that you to heard listen it to the podcast. $50
1: off? What?
0: off of the service. We're going to tell them they need to listen to the end for the offer. You don't listen to the end, you ain't going to get the offer. But let let me tell you, (laughs) I I cannot wait to see you continue to grow this next year. Thank you. Um, I, I, I can tell that you are committed to your business. I can tell that you are in this process of not just figuring it out, But you're figuring it out because you're passionate about it. And the passion really shows. So, you know, like I told you, don't change a thing. You know, don't change your heart. Don't change your focus. Don't change who's heading your life. You know, God is doing that. Um, And continue to just whittle down on your business. Figure out this, figure out that, boom, boom, boom. Hopefully you'll be a part of the 2020 Vision Program when it launches with my mentor, the amazing Ronnie Brown. I, I, I love her. Oh, Ooh, I, I love so excited. her. love her. <laughs> love. Shameless plug for girl CEOs, okay, and Ronnie Brown, okay. <laughs> so shameless plug. Oh, I love her. So um, with that being said, you guys, Look, you have been listening to the Stilettos in the City podcast with your girl, your backup, your battle buddy, the one who's going to put the stocking cap on if she has to to make sure you get to this money, you make sure you get all those distractions out the way so that you can have a clear 2020 vision for this year. It is your, it's your goal. These are your goals. This is your life. This is your destiny. This is you. Yeah. And the only person that can stop you is you. If Erica ain't letting nobody stop her, then you definitely shouldn't let no one stop you. Grow your team Amen. and get on the winnings. Add some winners to your team like Erica so that you can go into 2020 with no worries. Everybody's got your back. You got to have the right people on your team. Erica, my dude, thank you so much. Go ahead, and Do you, you have an email address? Share with me an email address too. Oh, my email
1: address is hello
0: dot Wait. I can't
1: even get it out right. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's hello dot Erica dot com. Okay.
0: So she I said, hook well. hit her hit her up or go to her website, Erica Faith Creative. And go ahead and click that link up. So she has one there for you to kind of get with her and have a discovery call. All right. Until next time, you've listened to the Stilettos in the City podcast. And remember, it is not about you proving the haters wrong, boo. It's about you proving yourself right. 2020, it's time for you to bet on yourself. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. <laughs>